Hunger Games Fan Podcast, episode number 22. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. And welcome back to another episode of the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We're here on a regular basis to give you our initial reactions, our thoughts, as we're reading through Catching Fire, the second book of the Hunger Games trilogy, and we are enjoying it more and more. And today we're going to be covering two chapters chapter number 12 and 13 so if you have not read those two chapters you probably don't want to listen to this episode yet correct come back after you have anyway folks we are going to jump right in i believe stephanie to uh get the ball rolling here and uh where did we leave off in chapter 11 we left off with um she is she went back she and went they were waiting for her. Well, yeah, or, well right. actually, they yeah, weren't she, waiting her. They she, weren't expecting her to return. Yeah, she was unanticipated. Unanticipated. Um, but uh, she was on bed rest because she had hurt her or her heel and her tailbone. And when she was finally moving around and, you know, they were taking her downstairs, she was unnerving everyone with turning on the television because she wanted to know what was going on in District 13 or if there was any news of the other districts or anything. And, um... And so it left off with the new news from District 13 that, remember, it wasn't safe to mine for graphite. Oh, yes. So basically okay. she got the new news that, and, and she saw the Mockingjay. Right. All right. So she says that it's starting to, you know, staying in bed is getting harder and harder. Yeah. And she wants to be up and doing something. She wants to be up and doing something, but I don't think she was wanting to do what happens next. No, she was desperate to get into town and to see the things that had changed. <laughs> but she's awakened by surprise the prep team. The prep team. Who who is uh, what are their names? Flavius, Octavia, and um. um and Vienna. Vienna or Venia or something like that. Yes, yeah. all of those people. So here they come once again. And of course, it's time to take hair off the body. Although they're not going to pluck this time or whatever right. they normally They're just going to shave. Wax. They're just shaving. <laughs> and uh, I love that that's important to her. Yes. <laughs> you know? They do soak her in a tub of stuff, but this time it's not as vile not as normal. Vile. Right. Yep. And, um, it's it's time for it's time for the photo shoot in the wedding gowns. Hamage um, pushed it off as as far as he could, and um, and now it's time for for the photo shoot. But they're three weeks earlier than she anticipated them. Right. They're, they're they've come three weeks earlier, and I think that this is all set up by President Snow. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Um. So anyway, so it's time and um, they they start working on her and normally she just kind of blocks them out. But now she's listening to their stories and well, not listening, but 
Octavia some, says something that catches her attention, and then she starts asking questions. Yeah, so so Octavia mentioned something about no seafood for the last two weeks. Or because some, the or weather's been weeks. so bad in District 4. Yeah, so wait a second. So wait, th- that may indicate that there's some issues with the people working in District, in four. District 4. That's right. So we know that the... Um, the seafood comes from District 4. Yes. There's also been a shortage of music chips, which comes from District 3. They do the electronic gadgets. Where did we hear about this at? Same thing. Okay, so this is in that conversation. Yep, this is the same conversation. And also there's a short of, shortage of fabric, which would come from District 8. Yep, this is what happens when you depend on near slave labor, right? That's right. Yep. That's right. All right, so there's some things going on, and she's starting to say, hmm, interesting. This is interesting. So she she has the photo shoot. There were six dresses in total, right? Yep. And, um, oh, I don't know. I, 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 I agree without were, knowing for right, sure. I think that there were six. Okay. And um, it, it's, it's painful for her to be in the shoes. So anyway, so she's had a long day, right? And, um, and it ends the day with her mom... And Prim smiling and, you know, they think that she's safe. Right. If the president's going to go through all of this trouble, why would he, you know, why would he go through all of this trouble for someone he was just going to kill off anyway? So they they think that she's safe. And she's like, I have never been in more danger in my life. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I just, I think that that's, I think that's sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Um, she, she thinks spring would be a good time for an uprising. I think I might agree with that. Well, I think anytime's a good time for an <laughs> uprising when it comes to what's going on in this place. But yeah, I mean, obviously, strategically, there's some good reasons behind yeah, that. Ob- yeah. Obviously, it's it's a better choice than winter. Yeah, they got ten foot walls of snow, right? Yeah, indeed. So, yep. So, um, and of course, she, she so basically at this point she she, she needs to, to bring somebody. she needs to bring Hamage up to date. Yeah. All right. And they have their way of communicating with one another. So it only takes them a few minutes to kind of pass all of the information that mm-hmm. that has happened. And um, and she also learns that, you know, um, districts 711. 7 and 11. That's what I said. All right. 7 and 11. See, it's in there. I got it. it. Yes, all I heard right. you now. So they are. Um, there's issues there as well. And she heard this from Hamish. Hamish. Okay. Right. So there, there's there's stuff happening all over the place. And Hamage is like, listen, you know, that that's all fine and dandy. Th- those places, they're huge. They have massive populations. And even if half of them stayed home, they could still fight. They have a fighting chance. Right. But in District 12, it's a different story. It's got to be all of us or nothing. All or nothing. Because the other, di- they have the numbers. The other mm-hmm. districts, have, we don't have that. And, um, and I mean, Hamage is right. They, they don't have that. It has to be. Everybody or nobody. Yep. Well, Sad. it turns out there's anyway. going to be some mandatory programming on television this evening. And Prim's excited. She's like, I bet this is going to be your wedding dresses. You know, and she, she's, I just imagine her in her, um, oh, fun. What? Sorry. The, the Wonderlist just updated. Uh-huh. So everything that you've been clicking that we took just oh, all, yeah? yeah, moved. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, it was fun. So um, she's all excited about it. And I imagine, you know, her little 12 year old self and well, probably 13 now, but um, she's coming home from school and being excited. Her sister's going to be on TV and she's going to be in these beautiful gowns. And 
Yeah. Um, and and of, Kat, of course, Katniss is wondering, there's no way. I mean, that was yeah, just, that was like just yesterday. yesterday. There's no way that that's turn, what's on. Turns out that this has been kind of like one of those TV dramas on television. You know, it's like wedding, yeah. you know, the, the wedding dress. That's right. You know, and people could vote people on it. People are voting. It turns They're, out these dresses were. They've were, been voting on from the beginning. They mm-hmm. voted on designs and then, you know. Yeah. And so basically they just needed to take some footage from yesterday and just intersperse it in where they've been waiting for it. Right. So, so there it goes. And then there's the, so that was the live uh, programming, but then there was something else. Well, while she's watching it, she is, she's worrying about Gail seeing her in these dresses. She's like, I haven't had time to talk to him. He's not going to know what this means. Surely he knows that I chose him by staying here and, you know, but, um, she, oh, by the way, she she's concerned about what our he's podcaster think. Our, our podcast now has its first haters. Really? Yes, we are starting to get massive flack because Sweet. of how much we dislike Gail, and we yeah. every time we bring him up, we are so hostile toward him, and blah 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 blah. And it's the same thing we got when we did the uh, Twilight series, right. and and did the same thing with Jacob. Although, uh, you know, I ended up. Giving, if you want some credit, redeem your character. That's that's all I'm saying. I well, mean, well, and by the end of Twilight, Jacob does redeem himself. Yeah. I, I, um, I like him at the end of the story. I do, but everything in the middle, I don't. And right now, I don't like Gail. Okay, fair enough. And uh, you know, and and by the way, it's it's a fictional story. And, it is, and we're just having fun. To be honest with you, I, I really could care less if if she chooses Gail or Peta myself. <laughs> I just think it's fun to choose a side and just and, be right. obnoxious. I I know you do. And um, I truly do like Peter better. Yeah, I think he has a better character. I think I think there are reasons for you to feel that way. Yeah. So I don't necessarily feel like there's any reason to hate Gale. To I've despise never said him. that I hated him. I, I just have. Don't really like it. I just we, I think and, that and he's it com- mean. And it comes across the way that we talk. Okay, I think he's mean. I think he's rude. I think that um, the last time in the. Um, in the cement house by the lake, throwing the gloves that are free. I he he's nasty. Yeah, he's just he's inconsiderate, and that's not the way. That's not the way you show a girl that you love her. Fair enough. And I don't know any girl in their right mind who would choose such a thing. <laughs> and there we go. <laughs> so, hate away. I can deal with it. We can deal with it. Uh, they're probably going to end up stopping the listening. hate mail to Cliff. He doesn't send it to me anyway. <laughs> I don't send it to her. Oh, uh, goodness. But anyway, we, they, they'll but stop. No, seriously, they'll probably if just they don't want to listen, then they, they should. I can handle that. I'm sure there's some Team Gale pod, friendly podcasts out there. I'm sure there are. And I'm not saying we're anti Team Gale, although it might sound that way most of the time. I'm. Okay. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Mandatory I, programming. Yeah. Worrying so, about Gail, seeing the dresses. Oh my gosh, I haven't had a chance to prep him for this. So, right. And they find out that they're they're voting for the dresses. So mm-hmm. the um so the wedding gowns end and Caesar's like, but don't go anywhere, you know, because there's an announcement coming on. And they're like, What is this? What what's going on? And her mom says, It must be the reading of the card. Because it's the quarter quell. Oh, yes. And um, they're kind of, you know. Um, so the idea, by the way, the idea here is that every 25 years, there's the quarter quell. Mm-hmm. Have we, We've heard all about this before in this book already, right? I that there is a quarter quell. I think they've mentioned it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think so. And that they would right because it was mentioned that oh what an honor it is that you're going to get to mentor yes, in your yes. you know the first time out mentoring is during a quarter quell yes so we we've had this before now the thing is is supposedly with this card the you know back you know these were written like seventy five seventy five years ago, years ago. Yeah. these are supposedly you know drawn out and and this is what it's going to be and uh, well anyway so what, the first for on? the first quarter quell. Um, at year 25, they voted on who would participate right. in the games. So basically, Everyone you in the would district, nominate people to you be not, right. sent. Yeah. You know, somebody can else's you imagine, kid. Can you imagine your neighbor, yeah, like knowing that your neighbor volunteered, like voted for your kid to go? Yeah, Nominated and voted. Yeah. Yes. That's I mean, crazy. That, that's just, and that. Oh, anyway, the how dis- could they not have rebelled at 25? I know the capital just totally frustrates me. Yeah, <laughs> they, they kind of make my stomach turn. So um, at 25, they voted at 50, which is the year Haymitch won. Yes. Um, twice as many tributes went. So two boys and two girls from each district. Right. Went into the games. Yep. And so Katniss is like, she's like, I wonder what it would have been like to, you know, um, come up and be looking at what's that make it 40 47 right Mm -hmm. 47 other kids you know and um versus 23 and maybe that that that's a lot yeah the odds are not in your favor there and then this is where we start hearing some interesting things like her mom speaks up and says oh i had a friend that was in the quarter that year go that year and that's mazely donner right and that's the, they're like, well, that's the first time we've ever heard of that, mm-hmm. that name. Um, it's the first time we've ever heard mom mention that. And that's probably because we would have wanted to know how she died. Right. And then her mom would have had to tell him she died in the games. But right. So they read it for the 75, for the 75th. What are they called? Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. Hunger Games. <laughs> they totally, yeah, totally spaced it there. Nice. The 75th Hunger Games. Which, the by the way, beeping. can I just say real yeah. quickly, it is it is 100 degrees just on the other side of the window in the studio. <laughs> it's very hard to think in here. And it is hard to think in here. We are sweltering hot and it's crazy. So if, if we seem like we're not all there, it's because, well, we're not all there. It's hot in here. It's hot in here. Okay. Right. So anyway. So. For the 75th Hunger Games, the reaping will take place among the district's victors. So basically, yes, the, the, they're going to choose among the surviving <laughs> victors, which, you know, it doesn't make any sense at all. Because you're supposed to be, once you're a victor, you're, you're free from the games. Well, this is... This is supposed to have been written 75 years ago. Oh, yeah. There's I don't think no, so at all. There's no way on earth that they could have assumed that in 75 years, there will be at least one male and one female victor to send into the games from each of the 12 districts. That is utterly ridiculous. Right. And so I, I, I just have a real hard time with this. That's because I don't think they wrote it 75 years ago. I, I think, think it was did. written last night. Exactly. Right. It, well, it, well, it was written five minutes before President Snow stepped up onto the stage. Or sometimes. So it takes her a minute to realize what this means until she's like, I'm going back into the arena. Right. She, she, I'm the only female victor from my district 
I am going back into the arena. She's going back into the arena. And of course, we know that, uh, well, there's going to be uh, a male victor that's going to have to go in from District 12, which means either PETA or, or Hamage. Hamage is also going in. It, absolutely. So that leads us into 13, where she flees the house. She literally, she flees the house. She can't take it. And she's like, where do I run to? Where do I want run to? Where do I run the woods? She runs to the woods only to realize that the hum of the fence, like truly is how trapped she, you know, just realizes how trapped she is when she reaches that. And um, she ends up in the basement of a house in the Victor's village. She rolls up a piece of her shirt and sticks it in her mouth and begins to scream and screams until she's nearly hoarse. Yep. Yeah. I think that I would probably react exactly the same. I cannot imagine which I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that I might even run. She, well, I'm, that's what she tried I mean, to that, do. There's nowhere for her to run. There's got to be a way. You know, there's got to be a way. I'm heading for District 13 or something. But how's she going to get out with the fence on? I think there's got to be a way. Okay. That's so, what I'm saying. That, I don't know what I, I mean. I'm just saying that I, I just can't imagine what that would be like. No, I'm going back into my nightmare is actually what she. Yeah. She here's the situation. I mean, she she's she's known that all kinds of horrible things were about to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And and she's seen many different things, but she never saw this coming. This is no. like, whoa. Okay. This I knew I would be tortured. I knew I was going to die in the, eventually, but I never saw this thing coming. Yeah. And of course, she starts to question, of course, whether yeah. or not this could have been written 20 not, or 75 not, years not, ago. Not, not not a chance. Not a chance. So um, she she comes to the realization. I'm, I'm glad that I'm not friends with the other victors mm-hmm. because that would be very difficult. Yes. You know, when, when you're friends and um. So she's like, so then she starts first. First, she actually has the thought of, I only have to kill one friend. And she's like, no, there's under no circumstances would I ever, ever kill Hamage or PETA. Right. Not under any certain, there is no situation in which I would do that. And um, so then then she starts, you know, well, which one's going to go back in with me? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, who's going to go back in with me? How? And I already know what's going to happen. So what's she's al- she's already guessing that if Hamage's name is called, then PETA will step up for him. Right. She, she's already because he is going to protect her that that's in this way. He um, in this way, he is predictable. Yes. And so she um, finally um comes out of her her panic attack, which is what I call it, although it was so much more. And um, I, I'm, I just have to say, I'm dealing with the heat in here way better than you are. I know you are. <laughs> All right. Keep, keep going. I'm waiting for, the, I'm okay. waiting for a you're, place you're to kick in. For, so, so she goes to Hamage's house, and he's like, figured out what it means, did you, sweetheart? You know, yes. You know, you're finally, you're finally coming around. And um, he was saying that that Peter was already here. I, I know what's going on. What you were reading this last night, and right about here is when I started to doze off. Oh, is it? Yeah. So I'm I'm sitting here thinking, where am I going to jump in? When are we? Because oh. Hamage mimics Kat, uh, Katniss's voice. Oh, I don't yeah. remember that. You don't. That no. was funny. All right. All right. So anyway, um, but 
Hamage tells her that Peter was here before he could break the seal on the first bottle. Right. <laughs> you know, Peter was here straight away he's making a, a plan. Oh, I do remember this. He's, he's already. He's already begged me to do this, this, right. and this. And right. of course, he's like, now what do you want? You know, and right. she's like, oh, I, I, don't know I hadn't I, thought about that right. yet. Well, no, she, she's, she had thought about it, but now she's standing there and she's like, well, what do I want? Right. And she asks for a drink. Um, that's she asks right. for a drink. Yes. And, and she I don't drinks. Know, what's the like shame him. isn't strong enough? Um, shame isn't a strong enough word for something that she was feeling at the time. And I don't remember. I didn't I take either. a longer note than that. But I think that the people who are listening will know what I, I didn't bring my Kindle down with me or I could look really quick. But anyway, um, you know, basically, you know, she, I did like the one thing. She, of course I, I we've heard she, this just for a moment thinks about what it would be like if she came home. Okay. And the sh- shame anyway. So, um, or for hiding, I don't, I, I have no th- idea. Yeah, I, I don't remember. And you Let's were falling on. asleep. Anyway, Hamish tells her you could live a hundred years and not deserve him. Yeah. As if, you know, as if, as she, if didn't she doesn't know that already. feel bad already. Right. <laughs> and you know what? I'm at this. I'm at the point where I used to kind of like agree with that because that's how she's led us to feel about her. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's absolutely wrong. I think yeah. he is. I, I think Hamish is dead wrong. She does deserve. She does. She is. She is. She deserves him, you know, right. and, and and I mean, not that I'm thinking that, you know, he is the perfect person for her. But I am saying that, you know, if that were, you know, if he loved her and she mm-hmm. did indeed love him, then yeah, of course she deserves him. Absolutely. Why wouldn't she? Right. That's ridiculous. I mean, just because she's un, she's questioning whether or not she's ready for a commitment when her life is when pretty she's much 17. Yeah. It's like, seriously, that you can't say that somebody's not worth somebody else's love as a result of just because, you know, they're not ready to right. to express love back absolutely it's ridiculous so, so Hamage, i'm sorry but uh i completely disagree right. with you so um katniss makes him agree that this time they keep pita alive yes that they, they both owe him that um she heads home um quite uh she's she's got her bottle of liquor in her hand Mm-hmm. And and heads home, and uh, Gail comes out and of the house and says, "I was wrong," and you just made my thing go away. I didn't do anything. Well, no, you didn't make it go. Like, are you? No, you're you're checking them as we go. Yeah, I'm checking so, them. So yeah, it just this time we keep them alive moved. is the last one I did. I know. Um. Anyway, Gail was because I was wrong. Um. We should have gone when you said right. And she's like, "No, it's too late. It, it's too late." She doesn't tell him that she has to keep Peter alive this time, but she does tell him that it's too late to run. Yeah. And um, and I agree with her. Now she I know you says were mom that stitched her hands. Be, so did well, she, she cut gets, her hands when she drops she the bottle? Ha- no, she cut her hands when she knocked the glass out of the window to get into the other house. Oh, okay. Or she See, was hiding was, in the basement. Yeah, was of, well, she didn't really, she wasn't really, she, she when she left the house, she saw the broken glass and she's like, Oh, that must be why my hand's bleeding. Gotcha. Okay. I must. Okay. So she gets in the shower and, um, and her hand stings when she's washing her hair. And so she realizes that her mom stitched her hands. Um, they let her, they let her sleep in. They don't bother her. Um, when they come in, she hears them coming up the stairs and she's like, okay, I have to be strong for them. I have to be strong for them. I have to be strong for them. And they, they come in the door and she burst into tears. Who's they? Mom and Prim. Okay. 
Because I, I don't remember any of you this. You remember? I, I, I specifically woke you up in like every three sentences. I was like, are you still awake? You, uh-huh. No, I was out. <laughs> I mean, you were talking to me. You were having yeah. a conversation with I, me. I believe it. That's great. Um, okay. So, so okay. they come in. She breaks into tears in front of them. In front of them. And, okay. and they comfort her and Prim brushes her hair. And, and now they're taking care of her. And somewhere in this, she realizes that Prim is not the little girl that she left on the day of the last reaping. Yeah. Things have, things have matured her, um, dealing for the sick that their mom doesn't have time for. And, um, and other things have, have matured her in a way that in, in just nine months in just nine months. So, um, late afternoon, Late afternoon, she heads over to um, Hamish's house. And, and she finds Peta dumping out all the liquor. Peta has dumped out all the liquor. He's like, listen, you know, if if, if we're going to be in the I game, love him at this point. We need him. He well, cannot be drunk. I've loved him all along. But mm-hmm. at this point, he's like, we cannot afford any drunkards on our team. Yeah. And she's like, well, wait a minute. I've only drank once. Mm-hmm. And uh and he's like, uh, yeah, and look at what good a condition you're in, right? right? So yep. um, two of us are coming home from the Capitol. And I love that at this point, at this point, PETA is planning on it being Katniss and Hamage. And Katniss is planning on it being Hamage and PETA that come home from the Capitol. Right. And so they're in this, they're in this training, you know, he's put them that we're going to train like careers. Um, we're we're going to do all these. They're watching the old videos. They're getting to know their opponents and how they won and, and, um, and all of these things. And, uh, sorry, Megan's calling twice. Um, anyway, Why so don't you take it and I'll pause. Well, no, she'll be okay. We're almost done. Okay. She'll be okay. But, um, so they're doing all these things, but as they're going through this training, they're both training to keep the other alive. Mm-hmm. And I just, I like that. That's yes. all. Um, that's all. I so just they, wanted so to point that are, out. So. so they're under the impression that two people from a district can win again. No. A, 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 a oh, victor and a us. mentor. Oh, two of them. Two, two of, of their team. Come out alive. Right. Two of their gotcha. team are coming home from, from yes. the Capitol. Gotcha. So um, that, that's what they're saying. That, or right. that's what he's saying here. And so they, they do. They start watching old videos. Mom puts them on a diet to, to, bulk, to them up. bulk them up. Um, Prim is treating their sore muscles. Madge, um, who is non-existent, supposedly in the first movie, suddenly <laughs> sneaks appears out her dad's to, newsletters right, or newspapers. Um, so we, yeah, right. She, she's going to bring, she brought Gail the, the medicine before. Yeah. Now she's bringing the, right. Yeah. It, they're just... That's the one flaw I'm already going I'm, into the movie with. So. Yeah, I, I'm hoping they're wrong and that it's a surprise and Madge is there. Right. That'd be nice. Yeah. But I doubt it. So anyway, she's sneaking the old papers, the old newspapers. And um, and hold on, there was something else that I wanted to... I forget. Anyway, but um, Gail's helping them with their snares. He tells Katniss it would be e- it would be so much easier if Peter were, if Peter were easy to hate. Right. He, but he's and she's like, tell me about it, you know. And so he said, he asks her, where where would we be if you'd come home from from the games alone? You know, where where would we Who be? Who said that? Gail asked her, oh. where would we be 
if you came home from the games alone? How did I not remember this? I don't know. She answers, hunting on Sundays. Hunting on Sundays. <laughs> That's her so, answer. So basically, Gail's like, you know, what would have happened if you would have just let him die? Right. Pretty uh, much. Yeah. Yeah. Love and this people guy. like him. People people like this guy. Right. So love anyway. This guy. Yeah. He's, he's a stand up dude. Let me tell you. Anyway. Um, so it comes the day of the reaping. Katniss is standing in her little roped off area alone. I love that Effie reaches into the reaping ball to pull out Katniss's name. It's the only name in there. Yeah. I mean, hello. Yeah. She's like, it takes way too long for her to get to the name. And um, of course, Hamish's name is pulled out of the ball, but PETA volunteers to take him. And today is very different than any other reaping day. Thread meets them in the Justice Building and says, New rules. And they're whisked away without no goodbyes to anyone. No goodbyes. Sorry, Gail. Anyway, yeah. there's Megan calling again. And uh, friends, that's going to wrap it up here for this episode of the Hunger Games fan podcast. Ah, and and you know what? I can't imagine that this was a fun episode to listen to. I don't know. Maybe it was. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I've been here. I don't think you've been here either, but these are two chapters that I really like. I like them too. It's a game changer. I, yeah, they are game changers, but... Um, I'm just not able to think clearly right now. I know. We apologize for Cliff's current state of being. Yes. And we're going to go put him in front of a fan. And we're going to watch some 24. We're yes. going to go watch Jack Bauer. We'll be back save soon. Save Pan we'll be, we'll be back soon with another episode of the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. And I'll, I'll try my best to make sure that I'm <laughs> completely and utterly here mentally as well as physically. Right. All right. Until next time, my friends, we encourage you to... Join, Join the, the community. community.